Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right, and with us right now, we've got Carl Gould. Carl, you are the Chief Discovery Officer for Seven Stage Advisors. You've been in the media. You've been all over the place. Uh, you do a lot of great work with uh, business professionals, entrepreneurs. Um, and, and it looks as though I'm really excited to chat with you because one of your main areas of expertise has to do with pricing. And I think that pricing could be one of the most confusing aspects of product development. Uh, and, and so, and, and if you don't mind me, I would love to talk about, because it's good timing that we're having this conversation because we're in the midst of kind of trying to decide on um, some price points for a product that we really are going to be hitting hard in terms of uh, launching through our partner. So first off, welcome and thank you for joining us. Well, thanks so much for having me, uh, Josh, and I, I really appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and ultimately to your audience and share whatever I can do to help them take their business to the next level. Sure. So, Carl, what makes you an expert in items like uh, pricing and business development and growth? Well, I've been, um, I've been at the forefront of this niche since 1991, um, have launched over 5,000 businesses and uh, mentored the launch. Of 5,000 businesses and work, and we've done business now in 35 countries. Uh, so we get to see what's working everywhere at any given time. So currently, we do, we're doing business in a dozen countries. And so we see the macro trends as well as the micro trends. And mm -hmm. where we have uh, settled in, in in our approach to business is we have decided very strategically to become a generalist. Um, in, in other words, we work across industries, um, and over 80% of the innovations of the 20th century came from the front lines of another industry. And so we are what are called cross-sector experts. Um, we find out what's happening in one industry or sector, and we bring it over, and we parachute it down and drop it into another sector, and all of a sudden mm -hmm. it becomes innovative because that sector is not thinking that way, but we were able to borrow something from another uh, industry and bring it to them. Um, and so that's what's given us this area of uh, this niche expertise over the years. Well, okay, so you have some experience. <laughs> You've helped a few folks. And, and so one thing I'd really love to zero in on is this subject of pricing. And you know, before we get into that, I'd really love for, to get your perspective on consumer behavior and where consumers have, uh, how they have evolved over the past 10 years. Now, based on a lot of the work that I do as a consumer expert and as, a, as a, uh, someone who studied and led consumer behavior, it's my belief that consumers are a little bit more skeptical than they ever have simply because they have tools that allow them to do that like never before. We don't have to just take 
the you know marketing uh, the you know the, the marketing's word for it. We don't have to take a salesperson's word for it. We can actually use the internet and do a little bit of due diligence. Yeah, I mean, any observations in that in that regard? Yeah, I, I I would not I would not only agree with what you. I'd amplify what you're saying. I think they're not only more skeptical, maybe because they're more educated and have more tools to analyze the purchase. But, but if you tack on, you can't underestimate what happened 10 years ago when the world went upside down due to the global financial crisis. Um, mm-hmm. In mass, companies broke their promise to the consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they also broke their promise to their, their employees. They didn't have a choice. The whole world went upside down. Global markets lost 36% of their value. The mortgage industry dropped 60% almost overnight. And the least of all worries, but this, I'll give you the perfect example. I had one of the, you probably came up with it because it was brilliant. I had one of those business cards from my local pizzeria that said, if you buy 10 pizzas, you get the 11th for free. And I was on number eight. I was on number eight, right? 2008, 2009 happened. A year later, I'm ready for my ninth pizza. I drive up. I'm all psyched. I'm one away. And guess what? They're out of business. And, oh. and you know, the first thought in my mind was I was upset. Now, I should have been more empathetic, like, oh, my God, what happened? Why are they out of business? But I was more upset because they broke their promise to me. They said to me, Carl, if you're a good customer, if you carry this card with you, if you make sure you present it, I will, I will stamp that card. And by golly, if you buy 10 from me, I'll reward you with the 11th pizza. Well, I was eight pizzas in. I was not the reason they went out of business. I was the reason they were in business. And I was very upset with them that they broke mm-hmm. their promise to me because I'm not the problem. Someone else was the problem or they were because they didn't manage themselves well. And you know what? I lost out on my free pizza. So now when somebody says to me, hey, Carl, let me give you one of those business cards and you stamp that baby 10 times and you'll get the 11th free. Well, guess what? I'm not so, I'm very suspicious about that now because I had my heart broken before. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that we're in an age too that as business owners, business professionals, entrepreneurs, you know, you just, you can't get away with, uh, you know, bad service uh, because everybody is an influencer to some degree. And so oh, yeah. uh, one bad customer experience and all of a sudden, you know, that can get picked up, that can go viral. I mean, it could be serious. I mean, even if it impacts, uh, you know, a couple of city blocks, I mean, that can absolutely impact business. If you're a local mom and pop retailer, you can't afford to tr- mistreat people. You just can't get, I don't think you can yeah. get away with it today. I'll tell you what, rankings and reviews are the great equalizer on both sides. Um, You know what? uh, Uber is a great example because I hop in an Uber and with one minor exception, and I've used Uber in 20 countries thousands of times, with one exception, I have been treated wonderfully on every level and gotten exceptional service because you know what? My ranking and my review matters. Whereas I can't tell you the last time I got half that level service from a local taxi driver who, you know, uh, there was no ranking or review, review uh, mechanism for them. So it's the great equalizer. It's brilliant. I love it. Um, yeah, you got to take it with a grain of salt. 
And I don't necessarily believe that just a bad review does you in, but a chain or a pattern of bad reviews and bad rankings absolutely will, will destroy your business. Clearly. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Carl, I'm on your website. It's carlgould.com, C-A-R-L, Gould, G-O-U-L-D.com. And I see that uh, you, you get into the realm of pricing. And I mean, how does someone, I mean, just very broadly, how do you set prices? Well, I, so I, um, I'm a firm believer that uh, when you are setting your pricing, you need to you need to look in the eye, the whites of the eyeballs of the person that you are expecting to buy from you. You tell them what your product and service is, what the features, advantages, benefits are, what you're charging for, what your expectation of the client is as far as when they're going to pay, how they're going to pay, what frequency they're going to pay, and how often you expect them to come back. And if you have the right message, pricing is all about traffic and offer. Okay, so it's the offer side, right? Uh, but you have the right offer. You're going to get the traffic. And if you, you, you look them at the white, in their whites of the eyes and you tell them what you want. Now, you're going to get one of three, you're going to get one of three responses. First, first response is, oh, oh, okay, I get it. Hey, well, good luck to you, sir. And they move on. You haven't priced yourself, right? Something about it is not compelling. The other one is, whoa, whoa, geez. Oh my gosh, does that come with a trip to Hawaii with it? What are you talking about? And they automatically eliminate themselves. Um, so you've, you've overshot the market. Here's the response I'm looking for. There you are. You build a value. You tell them all about your product and service. Then you tell them the price. And they go, oh, e, ah, Josh. You know, I had it in my head. It was going to be a little bit less. So there's that twinge. They haven't left, but there's a little twinge. They're like, ooh, you want five. I was really thinking it was going to be four. Okay, you know, Josh, that's a little bit more than I was thinking or that I can afford, but I want to work it out. I want to, how can we work together? Is there, do you have options? Is there financing? Um, I can't mm -hmm. go all the way cash-wise. So in other words, you want them to feel the value of the price and, um, and you want that and the price be, just a tad more than they were expecting, but you want it to be a, a touch of a stretch so that they feel fully committed to the product. If I don't have to, like Netflix, God bless them, they did it on purpose. They said, look, eight, 12 bucks a month, you don't even have to think about it. Just do it. If you don't watch a movie, you're not going to be upset. But if I go to the local theater, man, they charge $19 for that hmm. movie. But when I'm taking my family and it's $90 for tickets, another $50 for food, I got to yeah. know I want to watch that movie. And so I'm committed. Like, I'm like, I get psyched up for it. I'm like, oh, we're going to the movies tonight, right? Because I know, because they're not only charging me more, but they are giving me more of an experience. And here's, here's the thing about pricing, uh, Josh, that I've learned is yeah. that pricing is the number one way that you communicate with your clientele. The day that you, the, the day that you give your clients your pricing, two things happen. One, you are announcing to them who you are as a provider. Are you the premium version? Are you the mid version? Are you the value play? You're telling them who you are. But more importantly, you're telling them who they are. You're telling them what kind of shopper they are, right? There's, there's, there's many, many jokes that, that, um, that go along the lines of this. And, and it's been attached to genders and ethnicities and types of people. So we don't even have to get into that. But the joke is basically this. 
what, is, what are three words that this type of person is never going to hear? And the answer is, attention, Walmart shoppers. <laughs> Meaning there's certain people that would never shop at Walmart because it doesn't reflect yeah. who they are or the product line or the type of buyer or the type of products that they're after. And so Walmart told the world who they are and they told the, the shopper who they, uh, who they are, but that, automa- that can eliminate some people right away, which is okay. But pricing is that important. So right now we're actually in the middle of uh, getting ready to, to uh, relaunch a kind of a makeover product. So one thing that we've learned is we, we help a lot of people get tons of media. We're really, really good at it. So we get a lot of people that come through the front door and they say, hey, can you get me on the Today Show? Can you connect me with this influencer? Can you do this? And usually these folks are not, um, they're not the type of people that are going to stroll into a Madison Avenue PR firm. Um, you know, so they're earlier stage startups. Um, so they don't have, uh, you know, enterprise level budgets and that's fine because our audience, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, part of our values system is democratization, uh, is that we want people to be able to increase their authority and influence so that ultimately they can have a bigger impact on the world. So, um, so we've created a product that, that, that helps them on the front end kind of get all of their authority indicators taken care of so that they're much easier to pitch. You know, you and I had a conversation as we were getting on and I'm like, uh, Carl, you've got a great bio. Like you've given me everything. I checked out your website. It has everything I need. So as a podcast host, you make my job really easy. <laughs> and so it's very, very easy for <laughs> cool. me to promote you. And I'm going to guess 94 Five percent of the people that uh, that I encounter, they don't have what you have, and what you have is valuable. So, so and, and anyway, so we've created a product to help them get all of those things done. Now, if our core value is democratization, I think I'm starting now, and I and I really take all of that information I just shared with you, and somehow I need to come up with a price for that makeover service, that that platform. And, uh, you know, I can value stack and, you know, come up with, you know, the fact that it's over $8,000 in value, but how do I, how do I decide what that price I offer to them is? I mean, I know what my hard costs are and sure. I suspect that a lot of people probably value their hard costs into that formula, maybe a little bit too much. Right. So yeah, if you, if you're pricing one of the, one of the things to be careful of, and one of our clients made this mistake was they were very much a cost plus pricing company. Mm-hmm. So they looked at their costs and they said, well, we market up 33%, you know, cause that's the industry standard and blah, blah, blah. Well, they worked really hard on becoming very efficient. So as they got more efficient, their pricing actually came down. In other words, they were punishing themselves for becoming efficient. And they were finding that other of their competitors were charging more. And they said, wow, how are these other guys doing this and making all this profit? I said, they're not. They're inefficient. So they have to charge what they charge to make mm-hmm. any money. But you are punishing yourself for you are punishing yourself for being efficient. So I would I would expand the question a little bit, Josh. And you said, what price should I charge? I would suggest that the question be, what prices should I charge? Okay, mm-hmm. so here you have this product, and it's a fantastic makeover product. And I would I would take that product and say, how would it apply to the 
to the three main types of buyers that I'm going to encounter. And the first buyer I'm going to encounter is the achiever. Somebody who's kind of been there already has had certain amount of success, whatever they define as success, but they yeah. have set goals, achieved them. They would put themselves in the class of somebody who's made it happen. Okay. Then the second class is the emulator. The emulator says, oh gosh, I want to be like the achiever. I want to be the boss man someday. Right now I'm a weekend warrior. I want to be the boss man. I aspire to that. And I want to get to that place. And then you have the more utilitarian shopper, who's the person who is purely looking at dollars and cents, has a budget, doesn't go over it. And, um, and they're, they're the cost plus shopper. Right. And so what I would do is I would look at those three groups and I would say, okay, who is mm. like of the people that fit into my ideal client avatar? All right, this is someone who wants to get on TV. All right. So your ideal avatar somewhere in their name is going to have the word expert or authority, or subject matter expert, or something like that. Okay, let me look at the three types of subject matter experts. The achiever expert, somebody who has gotten some press already, but wants to get on the, the, the A-level press, you know, A-level press. I would right. take that, and I would, I would make sure I have a premium offering for that, my gold standard. And let's say your product, you were thinking of charging 100 for it, that product, what the way you would charge for that price is take your cost, put a nominal, uh, a nominal uh, uh, profit on there, right? Now you have your baseline mm -hmm. price. What I would do is I would cross that out, double the price. Then I would double it again. And then I would say, are the, the bonuses, features, advantages, and benefits of this price, can I justify my double, then double again price? And that's going to be my mm -hmm. premium offering. If the bonuses and the features don't add up to that value proposition, then don't change the price. Look for ways to add features that would make sense to that person. Mm. You know, so, um, uh, so not, so if it's a home study course or it's a DIY course, you might add right. coaching. You might add a, uh, a visual makeover. You might give them an image consultant to work on their, on their, appearance. Uh, you might, you might be able to offer them three sit downs with industry experts, you know, that are media experts. You, that's how you would do that. Now to your core. Now something to understand about the achiever, the achiever will pay for your services. They will pay for your premium services. Now focus on the word pay for a moment. Your second level, remember those emulators, they want to be the achiever. They will overpay for your product or service because mm -hmm. the now the achiever can get press without you but they need you to polish the, the polish the diamond a right. little bit right however the emulator can't get on the stage without you and say so they will overpay to get in the game they won't overpay to stay in the game because now they're achiever but they will overpay to get in the game because what you have is so high value and what you have is the one thing they can't figure out on their own. So they are willing to overpay. And I would suggest not only should you over, not only could you charge for it or overcharge a little, you should, because yeah. the reason why they can't get on that stage is they haven't made the time or made the energy in their life or made it a high enough priority. But if you make them overpay, they will. It will catch their attention and you will be doing them the biggest favor of their career because they're going to say, you know, Josh, you bugged me in the beginning. I didn't want to pay that extra 20% or whatever, but I did. And you know what? 
thank you because you made me focus on this. I've solved this problem or at least advanced my progress in this, uh, in this issue and you have really helped me here. Thank you, okay? Utility person, cost plus, right? You're gonna have to have, you're gonna have an industry level standard price if you even want them, right? But it's bare bones. This person's willing to do the work on their own. They're willing to write up their own notes. They're not going to buy the workbook from you because they have a pen in their own pad. You get it. It's that kind of person. That's cool because we like those people because they're the hardest people to convince that what you gave them was quality. And when you get a review from a utilitarian is probably more valuable than a review from your emulator or achiever. Wonderful. Well, Carl, this is extremely valuable information. And I want to thank you so much for joining us. Now, of course, you're on the web at carlgould.com. That's Carl with a C and Gould is G-O-U-L-D.com. I'd invite uh, the folks who are listening to us right now. Carl, you've produced three books uh, that look really great. Biz Dev Done Right, The Seven Stages of Small Business Success, and then Blueprint for Success. Uh, and you're a world-renowned speaker. Uh, you've obviously you've helped a lot of companies uh, in your tenure. So I want to thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Josh, thanks so much. This has been a blast. And thanks for allowing me to come on here and talk about my favorite subject, which is pricing strategy. So thank you. This has been fun. Love it, Carl. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.